in life for free But you can give them to the birds and bees I want money You are listening to the Broom Closet, where we go deep with the biggest NFT collectors in the game. It's time to quit paper handing all your blue chip plays and learn the insights and strategies of the diamond hand holders. And for all the artists, new and old, this is the place to hear what the big buyers are really looking for and the red flags they're aiming to avoid. My name is Mofo. I'm a longtime crypto investor, NFT collector, and founder of the Gotham Apes Project. With me is my co-host, the legendary artist and mastermind behind the Phantom Punks, OG Sarge. What's up, Sarge? Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, mofo? Doing well, doing well. We have a very what? special guest. Do you want to introduce him? We do, we do. Maze. Maze, the legend. Thanks for joining the show. Yo, can y'all hear me? We yeah, can. totally, man. We're excited to have you here, hey. bro. Dude, it's an honor to be here. Hell yeah. You know, our, go. you know, the listeners, uh, they want to hear all about your background and your NFT journey. Um, so, but first, MoFo, you're going to do yes. a giveaway, yeah? Let's do that. Let's do that. So uh, we like to kick off the show with a giveaway. Keep spirits high. Keep energy going. So uh, here's what we're going to do. And here's how to win. All you need to do is retweet, like, and tag a friend on my pinned post, which is being pinned this very minute. And <clears throat> I will announce via Twitter picker a winner in about 10 minutes. Um, so go ahead, do that. And we will be giving away whitelist spots to a very special mint that's happening on Friday for our good friend, sick individual uh, and the potluck crew. Um, so we will be giving away, let's do three whitelist spots, uh, which will allow the winners to uh, mint this very special mint about 30 minutes before it goes live to the public. Um, so please check my pinned tweet, retweet it, and uh, we'll go from there. I'll not I'll this one give is away myself. Yeah, it's not gonna go to the public, just so anyone listens. Yeah, it's, this thing's gonna sell out quick. So this whitelist is probably, yeah, oh yeah. probably the only way you're gonna get it. Yeah, I cannot wait for, sure. for this mint coming up on Friday. Right? Yeah, do so, you guys so have his, his pieces, like his physicals? I do. I have four. I have four physicals. Um, so, I am um, huge fan of that dude. Yeah, I got my first one. He kept trying to ship it to me, and it kept getting lost in the mail because it's from Peru. And I, oh, like, man. it finally made it to me, and it's huge. It's like <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm gonna hang this up in my wall. But then, like, I have all these NFTs, and this one is like just like it's gonna take up a huge portion of the wall. So, any physicals from Sick Individual. Yeah. Are get ready, huge, guys. get ready. Yeah, he, you got to yeah. yourself. Yeah, he, he, he's the man. Uh, you know, we got to meet him at the South by Southwest event. Just a great guy. We partied together. We hung out. We had a ton of fun. He invited me to Peru to come visit. Um, this is going to be a very special mint. One of the most talented artists in the space, I believe. Um, so, so, sure. so three whitelist spots. Uh, retweet, tag a friend, like my pin tweet, and um, and I'll announce it in about ten minutes. Hey. So, Mace, tell us about yourself. Uh, you know, Sarge, you know, gave you the the warm introduction, uh, um, but uh, we'd love to hear just a little bit about yourself, uh, your NFT journey. You know, what got you where you are today? And um, yeah, let us, tell us a little about tell us a little bit about it. Oh man! All right. Uh, so, I guess I'll start with uh, like Phantom. Well, I got into crypto in like 2020, pretty much when COVID happened. And I just bought like blue chip NFTs on Coinbase. And then I like about a year later, I had kind of known about Phantom for a while. Like a couple of my, like one of my friends had been talking about it, but I was just like, I don't know. I, I didn't know how to do anything outside of Coinbase. So I was like, I'm just going to just keep buying Ethereum, Bitcoin, whatever. And then uh, like, I think in like February, 2021, I bought my first Phantom. My friend showed me how to buy it. I think it was like 56 cents and I bought it all the way down to like 15 cents in July when there was that huge bear, like bear run going on. And I, or like little dump going on. 
And I think between 56 cents and 15 cents last year, I was like, I'm going to just pull, like, cause I was like, I had just gotten my first salary job. I was working hourly before and I was like, I'm like, okay with going back to paycheck to paycheck. So I'm just going to degen everything. So I DCA'd everything. By the time I got to 15 cents, I had $0 in my savings. <laughs> I used everything. And then after 15 cents, like, it's crazy because after 15 cents, like I get into DeFi and it like blows up, yep. uh, like tomb T share and all this. And I'm like, and I just start farming and it's, it's like all this like crazy stuff happening. And I just like accumulate, like, that's not a whole lot. It's not a, like a lot, a lot of phantom, but like more than I anticipated. And then the price goes back up and I'm like, holy shit. Like, can I, can I cuss on here? <laughs> uh, please yes. do. Please it's do. encouraged. All right. Yeah, I was, uh, I was Adults like, holy only. shit. Like, I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Like, and then I think between that time, it was about a, it was like a year ago. Um, my first NFTs I got introduced to was uh, BitGem. And these are, I think they're ERC-1155 tokens. So you won't see them on FTM scan. But I think if you go to, uh, BitGem Twitter has their, their link. And um, it was like, you could mint uh, tokens via staking. So you could just stake your phantom get it back when your staking period is over you get your phantom back you get the nft and i still have some of those but i like haven't really like used them as much as the nfts that we see nowadays but that was the first nft experience i had and then the first actual i guess like nft nft you can see on paint swap that i got i was helping my friend move his couch and he was like yo dude come over and also like bring your laptop and i was like okay and he was like, come over at like 11. And I was like, okay. I get there at like 1045 and then I knock on his door and he, I'm like, and he's like, yo, dude, like get in here. And I was like, dude, why is, why is this guy in such a rush? And I bring my laptop and he goes, dude, set up your laptop. I set everything up, set my wallet up and he, he sends me a link on Discord and it's to Phantom Rock. And I'm like, what is this? Like, I'd oh, never yeah. heard of Ether Rock or anything like that. Yep. I'm like, all right. And he's like, dude, just, just click the button, click the button. And I was like, okay, dude, chill, chill, all right. And then so I, like, click it, and then I somehow, like, I didn't change the gas. I didn't change anything. I just, like, clicked the button, and I just so happened to get the mint. And that was my first minting experience. I, like, and then we helped, I helped him move his couch afterwards. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, well, this is. Con con yeah, congratulations was... on your early retirement because uh, <laughs> that, thing, that thing is going to be worth a, a lot of money someday. It's funny. Uh, sorry, I, don't, I don't know if you remember, uh, but I think Trippy Steve was telling us the same thing. I don't know if it was his first experience, but he had uh, he purchased a bunch of uh, uh, you know, Phantom Rocks as well. Yeah, that was that was one of my first experiences as well. It was so exciting. It was like, yeah, I don't know. It was like crazy. It felt like. I had never minted anything before. I, I think I did the bit you mentioned yeah. before, but it wasn't sort of a, a party rush to get these phantom rocks. <laughs> right. That, that was. It was intense. Yeah. It was intense. And these rocks, I, able, I think these rocks yeah. are the highest mint, the highest mint price. Yeah. Right. We were we were so willing to just uh, just throw fanties at an right. NFT that was minting at that time. It was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I still have three of them. I never sold any. Um, it's like, you know, what do they do now? I, hopefully those will at some point have some value, right? You yeah. Hope. It's, it's crazy because I minted them for five there. I think they were like 500 each, 500 Phantom. And I think that was the mint price. And I remember being like, all right, I'm just going to mint five because, because fuck it. Right. And right. I mint, I said, and I was like, damn, I'm 2,500 Phantom down the drain. Like I just bought these pictures. I don't know what I'm doing. And then someone, someone is in the discord and he's like, anyone selling their phantom rock? And I was like, all right. And then I'm like rubbing my hands together and I'm like, all right, like, Hey, yo, uh, like, let me sell, like, I'll sell you one for three K three K. Oh my God. And he buys it for three K phantom. And I make my initial investment back plus 500 phantom profit. And you were hooked. I don't know, yep. That was my first, that was my first, well, yeah, that was my first flip. And I was like, yo, like, this is crazy. I made everything back at plus profit. And, like I get to keep the other Phantom Rocks. Like this is this is wild. Well, that's yeah. yeah. That's also funny because you know one of the things that we generally talk about down the road here is you know what is one of your you know biggest flips. So uh, it, it's 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 funny that you know I mean I don't know if that's one of your biggest, but um, it, mm -hmm. it sounds like that was a that was a su successful one. And yeah. yeah, you know it's I think that a lot of people in the NFT space 
you know, have that experience, you know, early on. And they're like, this is, this is super cool and super fun and, and super addicting. And, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this because I, I do want to dig into a little bit about the Phantom Foundation and what they're up to. And, you know, I have some pretty strong feelings about that, but, but I, I but I am a big believer that uh, the NFT game is a big draw. It brings in eyes, it brings in people, it brings in fun and it brings in, you know, just additional attention to the ecosystem. And you know, I, for one, believe that uh, you know, the Fed Foundation should be investing in that uh, in a big way, especially in a, in a period of time where DeFi is you know, feeling questionable at best. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, thanks for that, you know, that intro. Um, you know, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, let's talk a little bit about just crypto market news, F, you know, FTM news. Um, I think there's some pretty interesting stuff. Sarge, I know you've been following this and, and maybe you, you guys can both talk a little bit about it is um, the FTM stablecoin. You know, is Andre back? You know, is that, uh, that um, you know, commit that he made in GitHub? You know, what does that mean? Um, any thoughts on that? Uh, well, yeah, I thought it was interesting that he bought um, a whole shitload of Phantom on this dip, you know. Um, it shows that he is uh, still investing in the project. He's still uh, committing to it. He, he wants to see uh, the FUSD um, succeed. You know, after all, this is his baby project. Um, you know, I, I don't ever think he uh, fully left like everyone thought. Um so, yeah, you know, there's a lot of hate towards the guy because he rugged, soft rugged everyone, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he's without Andre, Phantom wouldn't even be here to begin with. So for me, uh, I'm still a fan. Uh, you know, I'm always going to be uh, championing uh, Andre for sure. And then with the stablecoin, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. You know, I think it's going to be uh, the first month or so of it live whenever that happens will will be a good tell to see if it's going to succeed or not so it's got to go through the stress test um yeah so it's i think very bullish again if we were in a bull market this news would send us right to all-time highs yeah because where we are it's sort of no one really cares and we're just sitting here waiting for bitcoin to make its move yeah so unfortunately just timing on it all is is pretty pretty poor and that's pretty historic with phantom in general with their big news releases they're always in bear markets but uh we'll see we'll see how it plays out uh, i'm certainly not doing anything with with my stack of, of fanties just kind of got them staked just waiting mm-hmm. waiting waiting it out you know might as well farm might as well farm that's it yeah uh, just farm and chill farm it up farm and chill uh Bezer, have you been tracking this at all any, any thoughts on it i I have. I've been pretty indifferent about Andre. I kind of knew, like, you know, that's that's kind of, like, that's what he does. He builds, and if he's, like, I didn't really think he was going to, like, leave, leave, because he just, if he's a developer on Phantom, and he was talking about how much he loves Phantom, and he loves, see, it sounds like, I watched his interview, and it sounded like he loved, you know, doing what he does. So I was like, all right, well, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. And lo and behold, he's back, and he's, like, working on uh, FUSD, and I think, honestly, having a stable coin in Phantom, very bullish news, but I think the time to be building this and stress testing it is in a bear market. So I think ultimately it's good news. So, um, but yeah, I think with the whole Andre drama and everything going on, I was pretty indifferent. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to sit back and watch, eat my popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've got two kind of specific thoughts around it. You know, one is uh, I think that these specific, you know, chain gods or whatever you want to call them, um, be, you know, creates very dangerous situations. Um, you know, the, you, have, you have these kind of famous developers, builders, um, you know, investors, you know, whatever, you know, whatever they are. Um, and, you know, you, you run into all the same problems you run into the real world is that, A, they're human, they're not perfect, uh, some mm-hmm. of them are very self-serving and, and you know don't necessarily care about anything but themselves. Uh, some of them just get caught up in you know normal shit like the past and mistakes. You know, as mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, I've made mistakes building businesses and and uh, you, you know learned an incredible amount from them. Um, and you know, take those lessons. I, I think that the successful entrepreneur takes those lessons and you know, applies them to the next project and the next project. And, you know, I think there's, there's a big difference between taking those lessons and applying it 
and you know continue to you know reward those that have supported you along the way and then you kind of stop rugging them and then you combine that also you know my second point i'll kind of leave it at that is twitter uh, and social media is a very very brutal place um you know a lot a lot of you know, i've known a several devs you know, throughout my life, several software engineers, and, and you know, I, I won't label anyone in any specific way, but you know, a lot of them are you know, kind of introverted, uh, you know, not necessarily uh, super social. And you know, when, when they're faced with just you know, a thousand tweets that say, go kill yourself, uh, they might want to pull away a little bit. And you know, there's, no, there's no changing Twitter today, and people are going to be people, especially when they're you know, hidden behind an anonymous shield. Um, so I think that there's a little bit uh, there's a little bit of blame to go around. Uh, you know, some of the some of the decisions that you know various uh, FTM demigods have have uh, have made were questionable. But definitely the Twitter sphere, you know, beating them up, calling them out, and like really just charging hard. You know, I'm not surprised to see them kind of retract, pull away, and and slip back into the shadows so that they can you know avoid that shit. Um, so I don't know. I'll, I'll leave it at that. We'll see what happens. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I have a little bit of headphone problems, so let me see if I can fix that. But um, you know, while I do that, uh, the question that I have next is, what do you guys think about the foundation putting more weight on NFTs? May, is any thoughts on that? Um, I actually didn't. So I, I don't know. I didn't know that they were putting more weight on NFTs. Um, I know there was an AMA yesterday um, with Michael Kong. I didn't listen in, unfortunately, but um, I think it would, I mean, obviously that's what everyone's wanting, right? Like foundation involvement in the NFT sphere. And I think that's going to be huge. I think a lot of what has driven, I guess, my actions in terms of making content and videos and putting stuff out there is because the foundation wasn't really doing it, but it, I didn't really put it, I didn't I, like have any expectations. I know there's like people putting out expectations of, you know, the foundation, like, oh, they need to do this. And, you know, it'd be great if they did it, uh, if they like support, or if they like put more weight or emphasis onto the NFT space. But ultimately, yeah, like I think everyone kind of agrees that it's going to be better if they do, because that's just like the entry point for most users getting into the space is like NFTs. So I think... It's, it's a huge opportunity that I don't know if it's missed because I didn't listen to the AMA yesterday, but um, if they take up on it, it's a huge opportunity. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll just see what happens. I'm not, it's kind of, I feel the same way about the Andre thing. I'm pretty indifferent about the foundation as well. Like celebrities and reliance and stuff like that on certain people or platforms or protocols. I'm, I'm like, all right, I like using the, I like using the token. I like using phantom. And if I can do what I need to do, then so be it. And um, if I can make content along the way that helps people, if, if the people that are being expected to do that aren't doing it, then, you know, like I don't mind doing my part. Um, so I'm not, I don't really emphasize so much weight for, for on anyone else to be doing that type of work personally. So yeah, that's just kind of like my take with the foundation and, and Andre as well. Um, in the in the entire space of phantom you know, what do you think you're a true uh yeah um you know i, I sort of uh, echo that sentiment um i don't i don't know what they would do that would change anything currently uh, you know I, i'm not privy on on the economics of 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 uh, i don't I, you know again like uh, grants and things like that might help out some projects build uh maybe they're lacking resources and they could be really strong um you know games or metafy uh, metaverse plays on phantom that are you know like softopia has been developing just amazing stuff and maybe he could use some extra cash from the foundation to really get it going to the next level i don't know you know those are things that i have I just have no clue about um you know the one idea that i always come back to is um you know Everyone uses Ethereum for NFTs, right? And there's celebrities dropping NFTs on on Ethereum, and and it just creates such a um, excitement and buzz. And there's press, and there's all sorts of you know attention put on that specific chain. Um, you know, it'd be awesome to see just you know some kind of celebrity or minor celebrity that drops an NFT collection on Phantom. 
and it's backed by the foundation. Uh, you know, moving away from the F1, no one really cares about that, right? It's like Pierre Gasly NFTs, like who cares, right? Unless you're like a super fan of, of F1 racing. Um, but, you know, if there's a really cool, badass artist who has, you know, thousands, millions of Instagram followers and he announces to all the followers, I'm dropping an NFT collection on Phantom and, um, you know, I'm going to auction off one or two unique pieces at one of the auction houses, you know, and, and then have some of the, you know, big pockets come onto the chain and be bidding on these pieces, I think would just be an awesome sort of, you know, pulling back the curtain on the whole NFT space for Phantom. And I think that could help jumpstart something that could just uh, blow us up, you know, and it doesn't take much. It doesn't take like a huge celebrity like Madonna or something. Madonna, you know, I know she's into NFTs, so I said that, but <laughs> I don't know, like uh, Snoop Dogg, you know, I don't know. So I mean, anyway, that's sort of my one thought about some kind of foundation support for our ecosystem. I don't really know what else they could do that would really uh, help um, that much, um, except, you know, ditching out some grant money and, and maybe drawing one celebrity in or something like that. So that's what I got. I, I, I agree. And, you know, I'm going to share my thoughts on it. And I, you know, I got a kind of a, a plan that I really think would work. But first, let me announce the three winners to the whitelist. I uh, posted via Twitter picker on the pin tweet, Difa Maula, winner, uh, Night Phantom, winner, Tin X Cyper, winner. I will DM you after the show, uh, have your wallet ready, and we will get you submitted uh, in the whitelist for Sick Individuals Mint on Friday, uh, which opens for whitelist at 7.30 p.m. UTC. Um, so, you know, my, you know, much aligned with you, Sarge, I think that uh, a very simple way to bring a bunch of users into the Phantom ecosystem would be to, uh, you know, sponsor, coordinate with two or three big name artists with big, large social media followings who do perhaps have collections on Ethereum and, you know, make sure that they get paid for their effort and their work and have them drop a small collection on phantom you know maybe it's 500 pieces maybe it's a thousand maybe they join Tombheads auction or potluck protocol auction um to to sell some of their pieces now it may not be you know as large of money as they've been expecting uh to get on the ethereum network um, but it could be pretty significant and then if the phantom foundation was there to help support and back it you know, i think this dollar's better spent than like you said on f1 racing now the world does love f1 racing there's no doubt about it but yeah. um, but the world really loves nfts and awesome artists with huge social media followings that are creating great art i think that'd be a, an excellent way especially in a in a bear market where DeFi is you know questionable at best to bring a ton of eyes into the phantom system and uh and do it for relatively inexperienced or, or inexpensively and right. you know i for one would love to you know to to fight for a mint you know a thousand piece mint of you know alec monopoly or people pleaser or you know a handful of, of these artists that, that do you know pretty cool shit and have really strong followings and that would, that would be a ton of fun and i think it'd bring a lot of people in uh to the space so yeah. that's my that's my thought i don't know no, and I agree. And it's, you know, it wouldn't, you know, it's worth a shot. Let, let, let's take a shot on something like that where, you know, it's not a ton of money up front. And um, again, NFTs are, are all about, for the most part, clout and, you know, kind of, sh you know, bored apes. If you have the bored ape, you're, you know, now you're like the master of the universe kind of feel, you know, and it's silly to think that way, but it's sort of the way it is. So let's sort of, let's jump on that. Um, Right now, I mean, I think this would be the perfect yeah. time to, in a sort of down market, to just jumpstart the NFT space. They got to do something, I feel like. But again, I don't know what that is. Those are just ideas. Yeah. yeah. So, Maze, um, tell me this, because this is a, a, a popular question. I'm always curious. You know, I have my own experience. Uh, Sarge has his own experience. But what do your family and friends think about? Uh, your you know NFT obsession uh, you know if, if we can call it that or your 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 work NFTs uh, certainly you talk to them about it. are they supportive are they dismissive you know how do you uh, you know how do you how do you talk to them about uh, NFTs and crypto uh, they're pretty they're pretty indifferent um, whenever I bring it up it's not really like a point of interest they just everyone just kind of like glazes over it 
um, in the conversation and they just want to like move on to the next topic. And I don't know if it's because like they don't know about it or like they're not educated enough to talk about it or they feel they're, like they're not or if they're just not interested or if like they're really like, oh, this is taboo, like we shouldn't talk about this. But like actually when I went back home last year for Thanksgiving, um, I, you know, you guys remember the Uman tribute auction? I like, yeah, I think I saw the SEPTA piece and the Phantom Funks piece. And I was like, I want to get those two pieces. And then I told my mom, like, I'm going to be busy. Um, And I think it was like, I was like, let's eat dinner later because I'm going to be busy. She's like, oh, what's going on? I was like, oh, there's this auction. She's like, an auction? And I was like, oh, yeah. And I think this is like the longest conversation I've had with her about NFTs. And then she was like, oh, like, what's it, like, what is this auction? I showed her a picture and she's like, oh, what is this alien? And I was like, uh, mom, you, you wouldn't get it, mom. Like, so like, I, I told her, like, I had my eyes on these pieces. Um, and then later on at dinner, she was like, oh, did you win the auction? And I was like, yeah. And then she was like, oh, congrats. So I didn't seem like she was like against it. So I just, I don't know, maybe they're just like, not my family's like not as interested it seems like but they're definitely supportive of me because obviously like they wouldn't care to ask if i won if they didn't care you know yeah so well nice scoop first of all uh do you remember how much you you paid Uh, (laughs) i paid i think the scepter one was like 2400 phantom which is actually like pretty good and then phantom punks i paid like five like around 5500 phantom for it i was like i remember just like typing in like in the chat like let me in the dow i was screaming and then someone was like trying to outbid me and i was like dude shut up like let right? me get this dude. stop bidding me up yeah stop, stop outbidding me dude so yeah that was me That's the funny. whole time well sarge thanks awesome. you for the mortgage payment um, <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, right. right so yeah, I mean, I think we, we Sarge, I probably have similar experiences. And, you know, I, I, I make it a personal mission to, you know, try to convert people and explain it as simply as possible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the way that I generally explain it to people who, you know, hate on the concept of, of you know, authenticating JPEGs is I, you know, I, I remind them, like, listen, I can, I can go buy a, a framed Van Gogh painting on Amazon for $38. Doesn't mean it's a, a Van Gogh. Um, you know, this is the same thing. It's, this is how you authenticate digital art. And a lot of people actually kind of open their eyes to that. They're like, oh, okay. Uh, I kind of get that. And, and then they, you know, they change the subject or, or get, go on to something else. So it's, but it, it's, you know, conversion, I think is a critical component and, and, you know, just bringing more eyes to art. I, mean, I think that this, this is truly uh, an art renaissance in a lot of ways. You know, when you, mm-hmm. when you look at the NFT demographic, which is majority male, Although some of the best-selling female are uh, best-selling artists are female, which I think is super cool. Um, that said, I mean you've got you know, whatever you know, fifteen to thirty-five-year-old males who are now really kind of looking and inspecting and enjoying art like they were not doing five years ago, ten years ago, exactly. or even 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 three years ago. So I think that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. It's, a, it's an outlet for artists. It's a way for artists to make a living for you know for once. And mm-hmm. I think there's the conversion of people who don't understand and aren't interested um, is it, it's it, it's a win for the ecosystem and it's it's a win for you know what we are all up to. Um, yeah, I th- you know, exactly. I think, you know, and, and finding that art uh, is something that people are also interested in. Now we've asked this question you know week after week, and it, it always really comes down to the same thing: uh, people find. Artists, projects on Twitter, on Discord, um, you know, kind of word of mouth. So, you know, rather than saying, hey, where do you find your project? Because it's very likely there. I would ask, you know, more importantly, like, who do you like to follow on Twitter? Who's dropping the alpha? Who, uh, who just seems like super on the ball that you, you know, you enjoy getting their tweets every day? Mm. Uh, so... Who should our users follow? Sorry? Who should our listeners follow to? Oh, okay. Um... Actually, uh, before that, I want to address the thing before when we're talking about uh, NFTs to like non-NFT believers. There's, a, there's an aspect of art to it, but then there's also an aspect of like documentation or proof where like, for example, like the way I like to explain to a lot of people is like the, like the stimulus check, for example. Like imagine what it like that. That was such a shit show, like trying to get everyone to get their stimulus checks, right? Some people didn't even receive it. Some people like 
received it partially some of it like it was just so hard to like manage but if you had if like if you had done your taxes 2018 or 2019 or whatever they were recording and you received a token for it the the like it's like the concept of tokenization which is applied to mostly pictures or music or or whatever now um like the concept of tokenization is so powerful when it comes to documentation and even like proof of ownership um just say like oh if you did your tax 2018 2019 you you get this token or this nft essentially which is not a picture but a documentation that you've done something or proof that you've done your taxes and if you own that token or if you receive that token you can get airdropped your your stimulus check and it just makes the process like ideally so much easier right so that's like in theory what i usually tell people um but to the following question um who do i follow for new projects uh so actually i remember really vividly a lot like i think it was probably like a about like si- probably like six months to close to a year ago um tin tinfoil realist uh i think he is banned four times now but you'll find him on twitter give him a follow <laughs> um hashtag freefoil yeah the <laughs> hashtag freefoil the o, okay the og 10 the og 10 account would always post a list of artists and honestly like i wish he would do this more 10 if you're listening do this more please uh post a list of artists he would post a list of artists that you should own pieces from and i remember he it was like all right like you gotta own a piece from like clockworky hay and lee tomb heads yeah and all these people in the auction house now all the household names now um but they were up and coming in the auction house and i followed that pretty closely i remember and i was like all right that's tin's list tin is tin is that guy like let me uh like let me try and snag these pieces from the artist from the list but now i I still follow tin and i see like what he posts i follow potluck because uh there are the potluck protocol in the gang because i know true voodoo true voodoo if you're i see you listening let's go um he he posted like necro necro fucks on Twitter and put him on and when he was in the auction house I got introduced to him and I was like oh shit let me snag a piece and same thing with tomb heads tomb heads auction house especially on Twitter now they post what they're going to be auctioning off and that's really helpful for me as a buyer because then they'll just like I know what to expect in the auction house so I can go in there and buy it or I can see like new artists that show up and I'm like oh that piece is dope um so yeah a lot of NFT alpha that usually aligns with what I'm looking for uh is usually posted by Usually those three, Tin, someone from Potluck Protocol, True Voodoo, Plot Twist, um, or Two Meds. So yeah, those are the people you should follow if you have the same taste as me. <laughs> yeah. Sarge? I agree with yeah, you. everything you just said, by the way, but Sarge? Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, but you know, uh, yeah, True Voodoo, I guess, um, he's been onboarding and bringing new artists onto Phantom like at lightning speed. Almost every day there's a new artist that is now going to be, you know, dropping a collection on Phantom at some point through Potluck. So, I mean, really, it seems like he is the best curator out there for, for Phantom for sure. Um, he's mm-hmm. sort of, he's taken on that role of, of just, um, yeah, just drawing more, more uh, artists onto Phantom. So, and also at the cross chain auction, which is happening in, in about an hour or so or less. Um, you know, there's artists from AVAX and Tezos and, and mm-hmm. other chains there that, you know, now we could, you could bid on their pieces uh, with Phantom. So it's, it's like the same thing. Um, you know, they just convert the money for you through the auction. So it's, that's a great, great, great auction to attend for anyone mm-hmm. listening. Um, so yeah, true voodoo, big shout out. Couldn't agree more. And do not miss the Potluck Protocol cross-chain auction. Starts in about 30 minutes. Uh, uh, we will be auctioning off a piece and just, you know, a, another couple dozen amazing artists will be auctioning off pieces. It's, you know, one of the one of the coolest uh, ways to spend a Wednesday afternoon, you know, for me, nighttime for others, morning for others. But um, we'll hopefully see you guys all there. And, yeah, and you know, both what you guys said, I totally agree. Listeners, you know, follow these people. Uh, and the last thing I'll say is, did either of you guys see the video that Foil posted from about a year ago when he was minting BitHumans? BitHumans? 
Oh, that's awesome. I wish. Um, so good. We got to so start good. getting more of those videos. They're so fun just for the, uh, the posterity, you know, to look back at that video is, is so awesome. He's so excited and he lands the alien, you know, so cool. And he's like, yeah, I think I'll take another, uh, maybe I'll take another one. Okay, fine. One more. And yeah. mean, meanwhile, probably one of the best investments, you know, that you could make in, uh, you know, a year ago in Phantom NFTs is the, oh, the yeah. bit Uman collection, which is like hovering around, what, a four or 5,000 Phantom floor at this point. It's yeah, crazy. I want to see more of those videos. Though. Just, you know, look back a year, two years from now. That'd be, that'd be awesome to see those. It's like watching someone mint a board ape and just be like, you know what? I'm going to do another one. I'm going to do another right. one. <laughs> totally. totally, totally, totally. Yeah. So, um, you know, jumping more into kind of the, the, the meat and potatoes of collecting, um, we've talked about, you know, places to go find new projects, but when you, when you find them, what do you find like some of the most common mistakes that new projects make? And, you know, I, I asked this question really for the, for the artists listening, because there's, you know, a ton of value in hearing directly from the collectors, you know, what artists should try to avoid doing so that they can find success. What are, the, what are the most common mistakes that the new projects make, in your opinion? Mm, all right, for sure, over-promising and not, not even like under-delivering as a follow-up. And if you don't under-deliver, that's like a huge mistake, but just over-promising period. Like, under, like, yeah, even though under-delivering will definitely hurt your project, over-promising, I also feel can hurt your project if you do it in an untasteful way. Um, and then I think also another thing that I think is more broad is uh, failing to clearly identify the type of holders you want to have in your project. So AKA like that's like your roadmap to obtaining the holders for your collection. So not a roadmap for your holders, but your roadmap to obtain the holders that you want for the collection. Like, do you want holders that are going to like mint it and put it immediately on the marketplace? Or do you want holders that will never like let go? Or do you want holders that will really value your project and like, I'm not going to sell this and like, for less than X amount, right? So, and I think the rest of the common mistakes are probably just contingent on your project goals. And I've had a conversation with Funeral and Limit Break a few days after the South by Southwest Punks Apes Meetup auction in Austin. And I pretty much asked like how NFT artists like themselves navigate a bear market. And Funeral's answer was along the lines of like, what kind of buyers do you want to attract? And that really spoke to me because like, you could yeah market really well and have a fast mint out to a bunch of people who could mint like 10 or 20 of in your collection on mint day. And then the same people could paper hand a good number of them below mint price immediately after. Um, and like if, if marketing and fast minting were your goals and you succeeded, uh, but your for floor fell through uh, because you didn't sell it to that kind of holder, then, you know, was it like, did you achieve all your goals? You know? So it just depends like what kind of holders you want to have clearly identifying that and, like if holding the floor is something, a goal for you or a fast mint out or having marketing to, to make that happen. Right. Like, so it just depends what your goals are, but I think most people don't want their floors to fall through. And I think that ultimately comes down to like the type of holders you want to have. And I think a lot of projects fail to identify like what type of holders they specifically want to have as a part of their collection. I think that's really smart. And I, and I hope that, uh, you know, the artists that are listening now and, and will listen uh, later to this, to this, you know, Twitter Spaces podcast, you know, take that to heart because I think it's a really valuable. Sarge, what do you think? Yeah, I was going to just add, um, you know, you see, you see a lot of projects uh, just kind of stealth launch out of nowhere. All of a sudden, they're, or, you know, they'll announce a couple times on Twitter, yeah, this date we're going to, we're going to, you know, drop our collection. And then they expect those to sell out and then they sort of push it after the fact, after the mints already dropped, you know, maybe they're, you know, a, a thousand mint sold 200. And so now they're panicking and they're doing mass giveaways and marketing after they've launched already. Uh, I think that's completely the opposite of what you need to do. I think you need to market it heavy going into it pre mint. Right. Um, you know, there's so many ways to do that nowadays. You could do, you know, giveaways through the auction houses. You could, um, you know, do all sorts of engagements on Twitter, you know, Discord events, things like that, leading up to the Mint. So you're building up some hype for the Mint. 
again, on a Mesa's point, it's really up to your goal. Like, what are you trying to achieve out of your mint? Is it, um, are you, you know, so that you know, plays into all that. But, uh, yeah. you know, definitely a lack of marketing and, and sort of showing the hunger and showing that you really want this project to succeed and it has legs and there's a future after you purchase the NFT. I think it's very important and definitely important to do that before you drop them in. Yeah. 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 And I, I agree with that too. And I've got two things that kind of add on to what you guys have been saying. And there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of other things, but in the interest of time, I'll, I'll just kind of drop two. I can't tell you how many times uh, I've, I've gone to like their discord or their Twitter or whatever. And I just, I can't seem to easily find the link to the mint like that link to the mint needs to be like everywhere mm. uh there's been like several times where i'm like oh i'm yep. asking in discord where's the link where's the link is it pinned is it not like what am i am i in the right channel to get the link and, and just you know having that link to the mint unless there's some strategic reason where people are like hiding it or they're not releasing it until you know right before the mint or something make the link to your mint super super visible the second thing I'll add, and um, I would highly suggest all artists ignore these super annoying Twitter marketing people who randomly DM you and say, hey, bro, your project and art looks super sick. I think you're really going places. Maybe we can work on a partnership because I get probably 20 get of those, those messages day. every day. <laughs> every and, day. I actually, I've actually started fucking with them a little bit just for fun sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't. But yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, you, you, know, you know those like uh, those uh, telemarketer videos where people like actually like mess with them and like you know lead them down a whole path and then and then like the last the the, the, the scammers like the last thing they do is like they give them uh, the phone number to, like the local police department or something. Um, yeah, right. But anyways, yeah, I would I would avoid those. I am willing to bet that none of those produce any sort of ROI and true organic mm -hmm. communication with community and being part of the community is 10 X more valuable yeah. than, than any of that stuff. And to add to that, you, you could reach out to any number of uh, us artists on Phantom and you could help you. I do it all the time. You know, people hit me up. Can you do a giveaway for me? I want more discord followers. I'm like, sure, man. I don't, you know, I don't care. I want to help everyone out that launches on yeah. Phantom you know, as our, I just want our ecosystem to, to grow and explode. So I'll help anyone out. If you, if you, if you have ideas yeah. for marketing, you, you need help. Uh, I will always help you out. And there's a ton of other artists and, uh, you know, you know, community members on Twitter and in Phantom that will help you out as well. Yeah. I think Rip it's really just building DMs. connections. It's, yeah. It's, it's really building connections. Cause like Phantom, uh, Sarge, when you hit me up for the baby punks, uh, collab, like you had asked a bunch of different artists for like versions of baby punks, right? Existing yeah. baby punks. And same thing with the uh, true voodoo and potluck. They, they had the community collection dropped the other day. Right. And they reached out to community members asking for like, Hey, will you contribute? You know, it's not like some random person telemarker going up to somebody and be like, Hey, like we have an opportunity for you. It's like, Hey man, like I've seen your work. It's dope. You know who I am. I know who you are. Like, let's work together, you know? And there's just some like level of respect and also like this level of quality, when people collaborate like that, that you can yeah. definitely see through the art, you know? Yeah. And, you know, me personally, I'm just very protective, I feel like, of our ecosystem. Like I want, so, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to elevate projects that I think uh, deserve to be elevated on Phantom, you know, and um, I'm not, you know, reaching out to anyone <laughs> for my services, you know, but if someone yeah. hits me up, I'm definitely down for that. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So wh why don't, why don't we, jump to Sarge for a Twitter giveaway. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. got he's got something planned and I believe it's a similar format, right? You know, go to your Twitter profile, retweet yeah, just go, your point tweet. Go, go to Phantom Punks and uh, retweet, uh, tag one friend, let's say, and like the uh, the pin tweet there and we'll do a, uh, I'll give away a Gimpy, um, so a second generation uh, Gimpy, which uh, there's, there's some, uh, there's something coming for holders of Gimpy. So you're going to want to have alpha. Mint. Oh, big time alpha. It's going to be badass. So uh, they're still minting right now. And I think it's, uh, let me just check real quick. The price, I believe, is, I, I want to say 24 Phantom for a Gimpy, for the Gimps Generation 2. So um, yeah, 24 Phantom. Uh, there's only 300 plus have 
been minted out of 2,500. So there's plenty to be minted and you're going to want to have a gimp. You're going to want to have a who, few. Who gimps, doesn't, so. who doesn't want a gimp? Who doesn't That's want a gimp? Question. So anyway, I'll start you off with one gimp and then you can go and mint a whole bunch after. Very generous, so sir. We'll, we'll do the 15 minutes. Uh, I will do the, uh, the Twitter picker. Great. Let's, let's yep. make it 10 just because we're running about 11.45 right now. Let's do it in 10 minutes. And we do have another couple of giveaways. So keep listening. We've got some okay. great uh, questions here for Maze. And, you know, I'd like to move into kind of successful strategies. And, you know, the first thing that we generally talk about, which I think is, you know, really interesting and valuable is, you know, indicators that make you want to invest in a project. I mean, this is a great question for both artists and collectors. A lot of our guests in the past have said, you know, whether or not they are including physicals, whether or not they are, you know, a docs team, utility, you know, the art quality, several other things. Uh, do any of those resonate with you or do you look for anything else beyond that? Mm. I guess, let's see, green flags for me, right? So uh, it just, if you have something, a way to rally your holders to believe that your project will give them a return on their investment. So I think with a lot, I've seen a lot of different projects and like styles of releasing and styles of marketing. Um, so like first and foremost, like if you want to maintain your floors and on secondary and you want to have some sort of success, like a fast mint out or a, a secondary or rising floor, or something like that, you have to get you like holders to respect your project, right? So how do you get people to respect your project? From what I've seen, um, like, and I'll, I'll list some examples, um, like just have incredible art and back it up. And you don't have to promise utility, you don't have to promise anything. And if it's just incredible art, and you can back it up, then that's dope. Like Teens on Acid, Umin, those are those are some to name a few. Um, there's another method you could like build a respectable, respectable community where people don't want to sell because they're part of this community. It displays status. So a lot of this can be seen in like Southern Empire by SEPTA and Limit Break, or even like Board Ape or CryptoPunks on ETH where like people don't want to sell it because it shows like status or keeps them within a community, right? Um, and then there's also like means of rewarding holders. So like uh, L with Riot Ghouls, airdropping new pieces and even Phantom just straight up, pretty much straight up cash sometimes, right? From royalties. And she doesn't tell anybody. She just kind of like, does it and a lot of people are bullish on right ghouls and the, that whole ghoul series because she's re constantly putting out stuff she's rewarding her holders if you've owned like x for like these two things for this long you get rewarded right and it's all kind of just like random and you're waiting you're like buying all these hoping that like you know like this is going to be it like and then i think also like when you talk about game five when people make promises on game five like have a working product already like it doesn't have to be finished, but just show people it works enough to earn their respect and engagement, right? Staking features or like when, like with GameFi, like Phantom Armies is one that I was in for a while and the floor is like not really falling out. And it's like, I think Phantom Citadels and a bunch of different partner projects, all the floors have risen ever since Phantom Armies kind of like partnered with them. And I think it's dope. And they have a working, like, I know like it's been a while, like you haven't, there's, there hasn't been much movement with Phantom Armies, but they at least have a working product. So when you go on their site and you have a Citadel and you have the partner projects, you can stake it and start interacting with like with the interface, you know? So it just, all these things can help like get people to respect your project essentially, right? Great, great answers. Like, I, I totally agree with that. And, and you know, I just want to, Phantom yeah. Armies, man, I've totally spaced on, on that whole project because I haven't heard from them in so long, but I still have a bunch of NFTs staked over there. I guess I have tons of uh, minerals to go harvest or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I must have a huge stash of <laughs> lumber or whatever. Damn. Okay. Thanks for reminding me of that one. Yeah, dude. I've been, I've been, I've been farming every day. I've been harvesting it every day. Oh, hell yeah. All right. I got to get on Racking that. it up. <laughs> I, I, I worry sometimes that I've got like, you know, random tokens staked on DeFi somewhere that I just can't find anymore. Like it's, uh, you know, what, what was it? Um, uh, uh, D-Bank does a pretty good job of showing you like where your stuff is, but it doesn't list everything. And I just know over the past year I've put, you know, a thousand fanties oh, here, yeah. five, 500 fanties there or whatever. And I'm, I'm worried I can't find it all. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll just add one thing. Um, you know, I, I, I can talk about, indicators that make you want to invest all day. But I think that people underestimate the value of 
community as utility. As humans, we love being part of something cool and fun that we stand behind, that we believe in. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, people, people do get wrapped up in utility a lot saying, oh, you know, it has to do something. It has to do this and that. And you know, I think in a lot of cases, if you are good at building community and, and your project is fun and cool and engaging and all that, uh, community can be utility. I think it's just something, mm-hmm. something, to, something to consider for people. So, um, you know, we've talked about what make you want to invest in a project. Let's talk about favorite projects. And you know, if you've got one or two of your favorite projects right now, uh, let the listeners know what those are and uh, add a little reason why. All right. Uh, okay. But actually, before I get into projects, I just want to shout out two artists who I don't know if they have anything coming out, like as far as like a mint or generative, but Frogwell and Strobon are killing it, in my opinion. Um, oh, yeah. They're honest and actively pumping out art. Um, and if they come out with the mint, I'm first in line. Uh, but right now, existing projects, uh, anything with L or Southern Empire, it doesn't even have to be like a specific project, but anything with their name on it, them as creators, it's just incredible. They just keep, one, they just keep putting shit out there. Two, they've built communities with their respective projects in very different ways. And then like, I find their dynamic pretty interesting because they've cultivated um, like these communities like Southern Empire, like they're so active in their Discord. It's like exactly what you're saying. They Their utility is through community, right? And then so they started through the auction house. They're super active on Twitter. They get extremely involved, hands-on with the community. They have a Discord server, contests, giveaways, constant live stream hangouts in their Discord, as opposed to like Elle's approach, which seems a little bit more hands-off where she doesn't have a dis- I don't. I don't think she has a Discord server. Uh, and I don't think she's ever done an au- auction house piece, or I don't know of one. And she doesn't really sit down with her community like so- Southern Empire does. Yet she's built like such a loyal following by continuing just to do work and deliver for her holders. So I think yeah. my two favorite projects are going to be anything with Elle's name on it and anything with Southern Empire because they're. Well, I think I chose them t- as a set because their dynamics are so different in the way they approach their communities, but yet they're so successful in both in both approaches. I think that was a great example too, because you really hit both spectrums, right? Um, you had two very different styles, yet two mm-hmm. very successful projects with a ton of following and incredible floor. So yeah, I yeah. think that's great. Uh, I, I, so I think you're, you're also investing in their personalities too. I mean, yeah. Yeah, right? Like Limit Break yep. is just the nicest, most genuinely kind person you'll ever meet in your life, you know? And you're like, I want to mm-hmm. be, I want to know this guy, you know, I'm going to stick with this guy forever. And then Elle, is, Elle just seems like a total badass, you know? Like she just kicks ass. She, she does her yeah. dev work. She does the website. She does everything. So yeah, I think you're, you're, you're investing in that, in those specific personalities that are just bullish as hell. hundred um, percent. And then, so for my projects, let's give a, let's give a shout out to the Moody's, right? The Moody's, hey, Moody's by Maze. We got two hundred out of a thousand, two hundred plus out of actually less than a thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Uh, yes, sir. Ready to go. These things are awesome, Maze. I love. I love. I Thank have, you so much. I think I have one of each character, so yes, I'm um, pretty psyched about that. I immediately minted six. These are great PFPs. <laughs> it's a great entry for, you know, if, you, if you're new to Phantom, you want to grab a project that's fun. Uh, you know, Maze, uh, you know, I'll, I'll speak like you're not here. Great guy. Helped out a ton at the South by Southwest event. Um, yeah. And, 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 is, and is totally docs, live streams on Twitch all the time. You know, he's not going anywhere. He's here to stay. That's a, that, well, to that's stay. a fun, one, fun one to invest in. Right, going back to, you know, you're investing in the personality. I mean, this guy is, Maze can do anything. He could break dance, he does card tricks, <laughs> he's got a Twitch, he's done video editing. I mean, M- NFTs, he's got, there's a whole package. Come on. Sounds like his mom's cool as hell. Yeah, it's just- My mom is cool on. as hell. <laughs> there it is. Come on. So, and, uh, and, go ahead. Guys, you guys, I was going to say, I'll, I'll throw a plug for my boy, Sick Individual, and his mint yeah. upcoming on Friday. Um, I mean, the, the art is just mind blowing, psychedelic detail. Yes. He must spend, he must spend a lifetime on each one of those pieces. Um, and again, docs in person, met him, yeah. great guy. Uh, that's a great place yeah. to throw some money, especially if you're able to score some of this mint. I don't know if you will be, if you're not on whitelist, 
uh, but you can certainly Gotta get try. the whitelist. And you can buy whitelist spots for 500 labs over at Potluck uh, Protocol website. So if if you need a whitelist and you have labs, which you get by staking their different projects, like babies, you might have enough to get a a whitelist. Yeah, I think I have 10 whitelists going, so I'm psyched for Friday. Um, Um, I'm going to run this giveaway right now for whoever joined there. This is for a Gimpy. Um, So yeah, I'll do that in the background here. Perfect. Um, Baze, what's your absolute favorite piece that you own right now? And follow-up question, what would you love to own but don't yet? What are you targeting? All right. My favorite piece, right, I'm doxing my wallet. Super. I guess it has my name. The piece has my name on it, so I'm already doxed by the wallet. But um, if you want to check out my mini Diamond Hand Gallery, which uh, all pieces I don't let go of or probably won't let go of unless I, I'm in a row. Um, it's going to be the Septa piece called Big Bunta, and I think it's number 18 in the Phantom Underworld. I had that commission back in December. That's my favorite piece, my first commission. And yeah, I don't know if like, I'm not letting that one go. Uh, a piece that I would love that I don't have is a piece from Keep It Lunatic and also a piece from Gotham Apes. My hey, hey. So I've just, I've, like, honestly, I'm waiting for, like, there have been ones that spoke to me, but I keep getting outbid by Grazzy. Every, it's always Grazzy, dude. Every time. <laughs> Grazzy, if you're listening, stop outbidding me. It's both Gotham Apes and Keep It Lunatic. <laughs> I tried, and Grazzy keeps taking it. So I need to, I need to, I need to step it up. I need to farm more. I need to find more strategic uh, methods of, of farming. So I've, got one, I th- I've got one I think you're going to like today. The only people that know what this one looks like, I believe, are the Founders Council, which I dropped it in the, uh, the Founders Council Discord, uh, as well as Potluck. They know what it is, but we will be dropping it. I think we're in artist number four, three or four, so we're pretty early on. In fact, I'm going to likely have to you know, cut the show a bit short today to jump on the auction. Um, but it actually, this last topic brought up a, a question for me um, that you know came up in a conversation with another artist the other day, and I'd love to get your guys' opinion on this. You know, uh, this is uh, you know you, neither of you prepared for this one, but what is your feeling on artists um, you know buying their tribute pieces? Um, and I, there's a lot of these uh, that that happen, and you know we, we kind of went back and forth on the the pros and the cons, I'll give you my opinion first, and I'd love to hear yours, mm-hmm. is, is um, you know, one of the things that came up is, you know, it, the artists felt pressured to buy them because it's their piece and, and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, they just, you know, felt pressure to buy them. And then another, another con came up says, once an artist buys their piece, it's, it's more or less out of circulation. You know, it's now no one, you know, they're never going to sell it. They're going to keep it forever. And it kind of just pulls it out of circulation. Do you think that artists should automatically, uh, you know, try to be buying their, um, uh, their, 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 their tribute pieces or should they let them go out to collectors? Mm, I guess I'll go first. They should just do what they want to do. It's a free world. It's capitalism, baby. They just Ooh. like, if you like, if you like it, buy it. Like if it's, if you put it out of circulation, you put a lot of stuff out of circulation if you're not going to, you know, you're not going to uh, sell it, you know, like, so it's, it goes for any piece. So if you, if it really speaks, like, I, I think the pressure one is a different approach. Like, certainly, like, I wouldn't recommend, like, buying something if you feel pressure. But if you think it's dope and if it speaks to you and it's a tribute piece and you feel honored by it and you're inclined to buy it, like, don't, I have to be like, shoot, don't let that stop you. Like, get yours. Yeah. Maybe, maybe tribute pieces. I'm sorry. What do you think? I just had I just flashed back to a nightmare a scenario I had at Tomb Heads where Septa made me the Sarge yep. <laughs> piece and uh, everyone knew I wanted it so they bid me the fuck up to like, six thousand <laughs> Phantom I was like God he's wise he's kept on bidding me up bidding me up because he knew I wasn't going to quit you know extortion so, uh, at work total extortion I, there was no way I was letting that one go so I don't know man. I'm, I'm getting sidebar comments actually from people that are suggesting that maybe tribute pieces should be given to the artist. I don't know. Just a thought, just an idea. Um, now, of course, you know, uh, everyone needs to make a living and whatnot, but eh, you know, yeah. something to think about, something to think. About. I think as an artist, I'd at least offer first. And if they were like, no, it's not like you can put on auction, like let's, let's see how it does. And then like, you know, like that'd be dope. But yeah, I think if you off, I think, if I were to do it, I'd probably just offer and be like, hey, like, you know, do you want it? And they're like, nah. Then I'd be like, all right, it's going to auction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just heads up on the giveaway. I need 10 retweets to do Twitter picker. I got six. There's only six retweets on this one. So 
Uh, I'll just leave it open until I get 10 and then I'll, and then I'll run that contest. Cool. Uh, that would be great. And so to keep it moving here, we are at an hour. Are you guys good for another, few, another few minutes? Yeah, I'm good. sure it's up to you. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, let's keep it rolling. Cause there, there's a few other questions that kind of want to, uh, you know, dig into, uh, with maze and, and you started, of course, too, um, project floors. Uh, we've had some pretty volatile movement uh, this week, last week, the week before. You know, which project floors are you seeing move this week, and why do you think that is? Is it because you know phantom prices you know down against the dollar uh, temporarily, or you know, are they dropping? 